What's up, y'all? Welcome to the What Is Truth podcast. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Patty Conroy. How are you, sir? I'm all right, Weezy. How's yourself? As you know, I'm a big fan of yours. Likewise, likewise. We have been in contact for several months now. Yeah, long time. Uh, yeah, one of the common nemesis that we have had has been Mr. Atwood, so <laughs> that's what has got us that's in touch. Yes, that's how I met you, yeah. Through Atwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and... Atwood pulled the right dirty stroke on me. I did see uh, the video that you put out uh, just a few days ago. Your link, so everyone that's interested in Mr. Patty Conroy's uh, links to his social medias will be in the description, so make sure you check him out. But uh, I did see your video with Sean Atwood, and you were not too happy with him putting in some of these other characters and these characters we you know in today's show we were going to go over some of the backstory but you weren't too happy how he had a character defame you and slander you and then yeah, had the nerve to ask you to come on his show you know that's right uh, that's right he's asked us twice <coughs> i'll tell you my problem first wheezy then let them um, the public know what where i'm coming from yeah first yeah, so before, tell, tell us who, a, a little background with Mr. Patty Conroy. Who is Patty Conroy for those people that may not know you? Well, I've just recently, no, well, not recently, within the past decade, taken a number of lie detector tests. Um, and a TV company arranged for the lie detector tests to be done on me and the films of me while they were taking place and whatnot. And the reason I've taken the, the lie detector tests is because I'm being openly accused of a number of murders. If true, it would make us it would make us a serial killer, or at the very least, a multiple murderer. If you listen to these people, yeah. Um, but what what we've done was we took the lie detector tests for the murders and a number of other things too, tortures, etc. Um. And I passed the lie, the, the lie detector tests at it, no problem. That's what I'm doing these shows with Decker about, because he's been speaking to the lie detector bloke who carried out the tests on us. And, and that Decker like, uh, podcast is coming out tonight, right? Coming out tonight. The first yeah. one's coming out tonight. I'll put a link to the description on that as well, so check the video description. All that information will be there. And then we're going straight to work on the second one, the second podcast. Um which is what, what I'm really advertising with you today. Um, but anyway, cut a long story short. I covered a number of things, apart from the murders, what I'm being accused of, on the lie detector tests. And some of the things that I covered were my past convictions where I've been in prison. I've been sentenced to nearly 17 years in prison, my last two prison sentences, just my last two. And I took the lie detector tests for them convictions also, and I passed the lie detector test on them, proving, proving that I'm the only man in the world who's been wrongfully convicted and imprisoned twice in one lifetime. Gee whiz. I, I'm already that person. That's not without. That's not in doubt that wheezy. I've passed the lie detector tests on it. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying is, it's not twice, it's nine times. Really, and I, I've yet to tell this story how how it's how it's been nine times, um, and that's what I'm starting to do with the Decker Haggy podcast. 
Right. And what we're also doing is explaining the reason behind my nine wrongful imprisonments. And the reason behind my nine wrongful imprisonments is a local gang of gangsters who who I call the Whitey white Bulger and Winter Hill Gang. Because these people have all been working for the authorities. And while they've been working for the authorities as a gang, they've been given false information to the to the to their police on me. And they've been accusing me of all these murders and tortures and robberies and all sorts of crimes what they themselves have committed. So this has went on for two or three decades. Um but quite recently, quite recently, they got caught committing another murder. A murder, I'll send you the newspaper links, Weezy, as you pick up, because this is going to take a long time for you to pick up what's went on here, because there's loads of murders involved. We quite recently, they got caught committing another murder. And one of the gang confessed all and told on them for everything they've done, going back years. Going back fucking years. Yeah. Loads of murders I told them about. And these murders are the murders that the authorities have always been convinced that I've committed. Although they haven't convicted me for them, they've always been convinced that I've committed these murders, me and my gang. And the, the reason they've been thinking this is because of the, the people who have been accusing me behind the scenes, and openly now, and openly, uh, but what went on for behind the scenes for decades where they've been feeding the authorities false information about me, and the authorities, because of the amount of murders involved, have just took us off the streets at any given opportunity, whether guilty or not. And that's what's happened to me. But, but quite recently, they got caught doing another murder, and one of the gang members decided to spill the beans, not only on the murder they've been caught doing, but also a number of other murders, and this has caused chaos. In the as far as the authorities is concerned, um, right. <clears throat> so, so this the one that spilt the beans on this on this gang has also not only given them information on murders, he's given them information on shootings and all sorts. And some of the stuff that he has given them information on that he says his gang's committed, I've been co actually convicted of. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've actually said. Last time I was up at court, you done this shooting, you done that shooting. And I got convicted, sent to prison. And now it's turning out that that gang have done them shootings also. And some of their gangs admitting that they've done them shootings. And at the murder trail, at Freddie Knight's murder trail, a cop come and give evidence for them who doesn't like me. And he keeps blaming me for all sorts of crimes he does. He's like my arch enemy, and he's been the cop behind my nine wrongful imprisonments. Hmm. And what I'm seeing is, what I'm seeing is, this cop who keeps helping them in court, he's not only the police handler, like the one, a member of their gang, just like John Connolly, the policeman in America, was a member of the Whitey Bulger gang. Yeah. See him as a carbon, as a carbon copy of what went on there is went on here with, with these people and that's who I'm battling with at the minute on the internet they're accusing me of uh, all sorts of things
But one of the things, one of the things they're accusing us of is is one of the Britain's most infamous murders, and this is the murder of Viv Graham. Now, quite recently, quite recently, they've tried to move evidence onto me through that podcast. They've tried to move evidence onto my toes to implicate me in that murder. And that's happened. That's happening quite recently. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, let's tell you what. And, I, you know this? and and Patty, and we've got into a little bit of detail. So, can as far as your past, you so you are a former, you know, leader of a gang, right? Um, no, or, no. Or or where? I guess I'm trying I've to understand. Accused, I've been accused of that a number of times, okay. right? Okay. But what I see, if I'm a leader of anything, I'm the leader of the community. Right. Because although I've been involved in gang wars, these have been community wars, not been gangs. They've been community wars against gangs. And and where where did all this take place? Where did these uh, community wars take place? Like what part of the UK? Newcastle upon Tyne. Newcastle. Okay. <laughs> no, and I'm just asking because I, you know. Because- the, con- the last one that convicted me of 22 separate shooting events if, uh, incidents. Okay. And, so and, was- w- and around what, when did, when was this time frame? Was this in the early 90s, 80s? 90s. 90s, okay. And I got convicted of that and sent to prison for, uh, I got convicted of that along with one of the gang members getting tortured. He got his teeth pulled out with the pliers. Yeah. And I, um, I ended up with 11 and a half years for that offence. The one to 20, 25. Yeah, I was lucky to get 11 and a half years, it happens. Yeah. But I ended up with 11 and a half years. Although I was innocent, I still got 11 and a half years. Okay. 11 years for that first one. And then uh, the second time around was when? The one before that, I got about five years, five and a half years. I got 11 and a half years that time, and five or five and a half years the time before that. Okay. So it's twice, and that's what I covered on the lie detector tests to prove I was innocent. Right. Along with the murder accusations and everything else, I covered these convictions. Um. So I'm just, uh, well, I just want to like point out what I'm seeing has been behind it. Okay. Um. And one of the murders that I'm being accused of at the minute, what well, they're presently trying to implicate me in, is the murder of Viv Graham. There's been about 10 books written on that murder alone, Wheezy. It's Britain's most infamous unsolved murder. And they're accusing me of committing it. Right. Uh, let's tell you a little bit of the background story. Please do. When I got arrested for that torture and gang war, and convicted. One of my co-accused, who who tried to say was a member of my gang at that time, has went supergrass, spilt the beans on everybody and everything. And one of the things he spilt the beans on was that murder of Viv Graham. So he gives the police he done deals with the police so that he didn't receive a big sentence in court as long as you give them all this information 
and give evidence against the people involved. And he done deals. And the deals he done was that he would give evidence against me for this torture that, I, that he got me convicted of, what I got 11 and a half year for, along with the shootings. And he would also give evidence against my rival gang for the murder of Viv Graham. But we see is he took part in, in that murder with them. Because like I see, I see this person, he wasn't a member of my gang, he was just like freelance local person who used to go and do things with all sorts of people. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't any he wasn't tied to me in any way. Yeah. So uh, he made he made a full confession to this murder of Viv Graham. And he gave details only someone involved could have known. Right. I'm going to send you a copy of that murder confession by email after this phone call, right? Yeah, and I'll put it on the screen. It'll be as That's the job. It will the be job. on the I'll screen. And then people will pick up a long route, exactly where I'm coming from. So he's confessed. Not only the loads of crimes that he's supposed to have committed with me and me family and me friends and me neighbours and me associates, he's also confessed into committing a murder with me enemies. That's this one. I'm going to send you the confession. But he's give detail. The cops see it room. Listen, David. You'll see this when you read the paper. Well, the see it room. Listen, David. All the details you've give us so far. You could have gotten out the newspapers for this murder. Tell me some details that's not in the newspapers. And he did. And he fucking did. So there's no getting away from it. He's give details only someone involved could have given. And then they've done the deals with him. Right. Give evidence against Conroy and then give evidence against them in the next trial. And he agreed. That was his deal. And to make sure he got the deal, they hyped him up in front of the judge at my trial by telling my judge, Your Honour, this is one of the gang members of the Conroy gang. And the Conroy gang is presently plotting to murder your friend, a, a fellow trial judge from Leeds. And he's helping me with this case. Right? This is a judge's fucking mate. He's, now, this cunt's telling the judge, I'm plotting to have his pal fucking murdered. Another judge, my gang is, right? But it was all bollocks. It was all to get his deal against me and then against his enemies for the for the Viv Graham murder. So, um, so <laughs> in my trial, everything fell apart. And I mean fucking everything for everyone. The prosecution, the police, Glover, even myself. I had to sacrifice myself to make sure I'd fell apart. But in half my sentence I did. I ended up 11 and a half, yeah, the way it went. Um, and it all fell apart at my trial. His evidence, what he give? So... It was all flimsy, nothing... Oh, hey, man, no support it was behind it. So where does that leave him now? He got found guilty at my trial for the torture and he wasn't meant to. So he's ended up with a big prison sentence when he'd been promised he would get off. So everything went pear-shaped. Listen to us, listen. Where does that leave him with the murder? Mm. The, with the police where he's already confessed to? Yeah. Well, let's tell you what happened. The cop that we'd done the deal with went to see him in prison. And then he cracked up. 
He tried to kill himself 15 times while he was away in prison, every six months. Serious uh, suicide attempts there were. By the time he got out of prison, he was like fucking Fraggle Rock. Since he's come out from prison, he's been to see psychiatrists and have certified him paranoid schizophrenic. And he's on all sorts of medications. If you watch him on that podcast, having you say about me, you can see he's off his fucking head, man, completely. And he's actually diagnosed off his fucking head. But he's went and give details of that murder. But only someone involved could have given. And he's never been re-questioned about it since because he's off his fucking head. So what this podcast has went and done, he's went and put him on that podcast saying, oh, I'm all right now. I'm getting treatment and I'm all right now. Right? And since I've realised that I'm all right now, I've realised... I didn't commit that murder. Paddy Conroy told me to admit it. And that's what they've got him saying on that podcast. Yeah. I'm saying, and their murder details, will I give the police? Paddy Conroy gave me their murder details. Well, that means if I give them their murder details, Weezy, where did I get them from? Yeah. And if he's all right now, if he's all right now, like he's saying he's receiving treatment... He can be questioned about that murder again. Yeah, he can. So they're playing, they're playing with fire, doing what they're doing with him anyway, I see. Yes, and it, it could be so, one of those swing for the fences type of move where just throwing whatever they can out there to see what sticks, you know? Listen, that's just what's happening recently. Um, they've been... Like, I say this is the Winter Hill Gang, and they've been stitching me up with these murders behind the scenes going back fucking years. Now that I know what's been going on, it explains to me my nine wrongful imprisonments. And I'm holding them responsible for that. Them and a certain policeman who keeps helping them. Keeps coming to court every time they're up at court for anything. This policeman turns up and helps them get off the court. Tells loads of lies, fetches me into the conversation. Is he their key? Is it pretty much their key witness that they've been using? He he comes and says, "I've committed these crimes." He does, and these are the good boys. These are the good boys. Um, and when when after the last murder trial, I went down to the last murder trial myself to listen to the gang boss giving evidence, and he wasn't only blaming us for the murder of um. Very nice. He was blaming us. He was blaming us for the murder of Viv Graham in that trail. That was a long time before they've recently done this podcast with Davy Glover, the nutcase. But they were blaming us then, back in Freddie Knight's murder trail for this murder. So, so what I'm saying is, this has been going on since day one. Yeah. From fucking day one. I actually think that they were fitting me up with this murder before they even committed it. Because I'll tell you why. See my mate Bull. Have you met my yeah? You seen my mate Bull yet? I, was he the guy in that documentary where like he was talking about yeah. shooting his legs? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, that was, listen, that made me laugh so hard, man. That part. Listen, you know what? I'm gonna play that clip right now so people know what I'm talking about. And yeah, you can talk last. Listen, 
See, see, see that murder? It happened on New Year's Eve. The one that he's confessed to? Yeah. So on New Year's Eve, my mate Bull was sat in the fucking house about to get ready to go out because it, was it wasn't quite seven o'clock yet. And who turns up at the front door? Only the one that's confessed to that murder. Mm. He says, are you going for a drink? To Bull. Bull says, yeah. He says, I'll wait if you... And he came in at Bull's house and sat and waited of him. And Bull is his alibi witness <laughs> <laughs> on that murder. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, I saw that clips and I had to see it a couple of times. I, it's a serious issue, but at the same time, the way he's talking about the story is hilarious. <laughs> so listen, listen to this. Do you know when he turned up at Bull's house on New Year's Eve? He wasn't alone. Yeah. He was with somebody. And the person he was with was like his partner in crime and his in-law. It's his father-in-law who was with him when he turned up at Bull's house. That is the one who Bull blew both his legs off. Yeah. A few, months, a few months later. Or whenever later. That's the one we're referring to. I'm just saying he, he is with Davy Glover on the night of Viv Graham's murder. Right. The one that Bull shot. Mm. Mm. Bull, since Bull's been in prison for that offence, he's been um, certified a sociopath with tendencies of psychopathy. Right. So that's like psychopathic tendencies, you know. Just so he's still worse. he's still locked up. Then is what you're saying? No, no, I locked up. No. Oh, okay. I'll get him on your show shortly. I will. Uh, he sounds like a funny guy. Is he a jokester? Yeah, he's got his gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to talk to him. That'd be that'd be a good show as well. So you'd be probably the first psychopath you've had on your show. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first. I, I think I've had a few already, unfortunately. Well, certified. <laughs> certified ones. Oh, certified ones. Well, there, there's a couple characters that are pretty close to being certified, but that's another story. Um, well, I'm, just, I'm just having a laugh anyway. But I, but yeah, he's certified psychopath. The, the prison psychiatrist done it to him. Yeah, because when he was, when he was going in to see a psychiatrist, he was just messing about, having a bit fun. And you, you know you can't have fun with them psychiatrists. Yeah, he he wasn't taking it serious is what it sounds no, like. No, not serious at all. Okay, and then he got labeled a psychopath because yeah, he didn't take yeah, it serious. Because he didn't take it serious. <laughs> you know what, as you're telling me that story, it sounds completely like something. He would say, based on you know the, the little clip that I saw of him, he just sounds like, he sounds like a hilarious guy, hilarious character. <laughs> just good as gold, really. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got a slap bull. You'd have to slap him across the face to upset him. <laughs> you know, one of them. He's very passive. Yeah. That's but, uh, and thing. how long have you known him? I've known him all my life. Okay. Since Ch we were kids. Childhood Since friend? Six... Well, he was friends with my brother, he was. Yeah. And then uh, him and my brother were involved in an accident with a gun. We were fucking playing with a gun and it went off and my brother ended up dying. 
Oh, no. Um, and after that, Bull was in a bit of a bad way after that because my brother was his best mate. Yeah. And I, I took Bull under my wing then. And so the since then, even though I've knew him since I was a kid, he knocked around with my brother until the accident and then I took him under my wing. Yeah. So um, that's that's a rough rough thing to go through, especially, you know, He was actually under the psychiatrist himself already for that incident. Right. When when he shot the fella who was with Glover. His father in law. Yeah. He was already under psychiatrist because of that accident and a bit of a bad way. And then, then this fella said something to him that night. And he just says, wait there, I'm just going to go and get me fucking gun. I'm coming back and I'm fucking shooting you. And, and he walked out of the house, got the gun, 303 rifle. He walked in the pub, no mask. It's our local pub. It was full, busy at the time it was. He just walked in, no mask. Um, this fella was sat with my brother at the time when he walked in and he stood up and Bull just shot him, blew both his legs off. Yeah. 303. I've seen a good bullet in them 303 rifles. They're like a, it's like a fucking elephant gun. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a crazy story, but, you know, like I said, just the, in the matter that he recounts it, it's just like no nonchalant, you know, yeah, just shot his legs off. <laughs> Well, he's certainly paying for it now, so so yeah. he's, he's punished, so he's over it. So that's why he sounds like that, because he's now over his prison sentence. Yeah, yeah. So both, both sides got punished. Right, I see that. You know what I mean? So, I guess going back to uh, your story, so you've had these two... You've been convicted and served time... And then the convictions have been overturned. No, no, the convictions haven't been overturned yet. I've passed lot of tests. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. I've so, been in the news. I've been in the newspapers because of the lot of tests and whatnot. And, and you're trying to clear your name. Um, yeah, but I haven't even lodged in an appeal yet. Right. I'm still waiting to lodge it. What are you waiting for? Well. What's going on now at the minute? To come to a head. Okay. And this is going to fetch it all to a head. What's going on now? Because they, they are openly blaming me for these murders openly these days. It's not behind the scenes. It's openly. Um, I'm openly disputing them. I've openly took lie detector tests to prove them lying. And now it's their turn to explain themselves. Wheezy. Right. What I'm saying is, one of the murders, Viv Graham's murder, I've had it legally disclosed to me in black and white that each and everybody who's named in that murder is a police informer. So that means everyone involved in Viv's murder was working for the police in an official capacity. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm saying that that comes into play um, Another reason why it's never been solved, because conflict of because interest. It sounds like what you wouldn't believe what's went on here, man. Yeah. It'll just take it to explain. I'm just trying to give your viewers a like an outline of what's went on first before I get into the right. nitty gritty. 
But uh, yeah, it's been officially disclosed to me that each and every one of them, they're all working for the cops. Yeah, for sure. Right. And now, because I've openly let pe- let it be known that all these are working for the cops, and I'll send you the paperwork, uh, because I've let it be known that these work for the cops, they openly say, you're, the, you're a grass, you're a grass. But it's me who's got it in black and white, officially, from the Crown, that all of these work for the authorities. I'm just pointing out that I, and it just so happened to be, everybody who works for the authorities is also involved in Viv Graham's murder. Is that a coincidence? Mm. That everybody involved in that fucking murder works for the cops. Yeah. And they can't deny it. And that's what I've got going on at the minute with the Stephen Sears, me enemy. Um, I'm gonna. I, I've given him a copy of the. I give him a copy of the paperwork when I received it, where he was named as an informer. Oh yeah, he knows all about it. I want him to come on the internet and explain why the crown has named him as an informer. And then I'm going to send you Glover's paperwork, the murder confession after this. I'll also send you the paperwork where he's signed himself up as an informer too. And then you'll see for yourself who is he. Who is, this, who is this guy again? Steve, uh... My enemy, Sears. Sayers. Okay, uh, what was his first name? Stephen. Stephen Sayers, okay. So that's who I'm fighting on with at the minute. Him yeah. and his look. He's got a lover boy, right? <laughs> manager and promoter and everything else protector and um so i'm fighting on with him and his manager at it, the moment is it is it his phone snatcher too probably takes his phone and babysits him everything everything he's his drinking partner they've drunk together for years yeah. so it's not just his manager but the 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 deeply involved with each other in right. a number of ways um and I'm fighting on with him. He, he's, he, he's the one that promotes everything and everything against me. So I, I know... Let's, let's, I know. let's tell you something. His manager's promoted of me late. Of late. Past six years. Yeah. Six years ago, him and my enemy went on Facebook and told um, the Facebook following that I had been arrested over child porn and that I was on police bail for it. That the only reason I was out on, out on the streets is because I blamed my son and not myself for the over the child porn. Um, and I called the cops in cause, because their Facebook posts reached a million people. They, reached, they said 500 shares. And it had 5,000 likes. So you can imagine how many people that reached that post, yeah, Weezy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked through that for that reached a million fucking people. And I'm glad Listen. you're touching on it because that is, you know, some of the comments that still float around. So I'm glad you're you're bringing it up so I'll you can smash it. Listen. Yeah. I've took a lot of tests over it, man. You'll find out soon. Yeah. Um, so don't worry about that. I'll tell you the full story. I've, I've got any qualms, yeah? So, um, so I called the police in. I thought the best way to sort this out is get the cops in. Because once you get a sexual slur on your fucking name, it never fucking leaves you, no matter what. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. You've got to clear your name properly, which rarely gets done against people who get sexual slurs on their name. So I thought the best thing I can do yeah, is call the cops in, which is what I've done. I called the cops in and asked for the two of them to be arrested and put up a court over it. But as it happens, they only charged one of them. 
and put one of them up a court. I'll send you the newspaper article for the case. Um, and you can read it yourself. Yeah. Well, they told them in court, main bull right the court case. I was in the back waiting to get in the fucking dock to make sure this court case went ahead because he was trying to bluff me and then to try and make the case collapse. I thought, I fucking know. I'm here to give evidence. You're going to not dock for calling me a fucking paedophile. End of. But at the last minute, he pled guilty. <laughs> yeah. But I was at the court, and my mate Bull was at the court. And it, with him at the court was his manager and lover. And with the manager was his little fat sidekick, the little fat doorman that he's worked with. <laughs> he always so, um, and he was told in court, Mr. Conroy has never been arrested over any type of sexual offence in his entire life. And he had to plead guilty. Mm. So, so, let's tell you the full story, so, though. It, it, yeah, it sounded like a smear campaign, but yeah, what's the... No, no, been, they've been running a smear campaign since then. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to that, I'll get to that next. Okay. So, they've been told in court, everything you've been saying is wrong. Fucking wrong. We've been told in court, Mr. Conroy hasn't been arrested over nothing. He's never, in his entire life, never mind, blah, blah, blah. So he pled guilty. And since the court case, they've been running a smear campaign against us. Since the fucking court case. But let's tell you something, Wheezy. They use this as a distraction away from the other allegations. Because it's always a distraction. Ah, don't listen to him, he's a paedophile. He downloaded porn. Let's tell you, the first lie detector test I took was over that. And I passed the lie detector test, as you're going to find out. He's full of shit. Full of fucking shit. I've took a lie detector test over it. Not only that, I've took a lie detector test over the murders as well, and the Judy Noblin, and everything else they're accusing us of. They just use that each and every time to distract away from the real topic and what should be focused on here. What's went on here? Behind the scenes. Why is Conroy been in fucking jail nine times? He says he's working for the cops. He's gotten black and white. He's been officially exposed. Blah, blah, blah. That's what should be if we're getting focused on. But they keep using the paedophile thing as a distractionary thing. So what I'm doing with Dr. Heggie is he's been talking to the lie detector bloke who lie detected us over everything. Not just that, the murders too. And it's going to be made a part of Decker's shows along route. So... I'll come to that and it'll clear up as we go along. But um, I've still got to focus on what's went on here. And that's them. And I haven't got to let them distract people away from it. They've been legally exposed as informers, all of them. And what I'm saying is, it's a gang of informers who have killed Viv. I'll send you the confession. And I'll send you the paperwork. And they, the exact gang of informers who are accusing me of all these murders and everything else keep using that as a distraction. To distract away from everything else I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But right. what I have got to say about it, I've sat lie detector tests for each and every allegation, even that one, even that one member, the TV company was paying for my fucking uh, lie detector tests, Weezy. Um, even though the, the, the child porn allegation wasn't part of the documentary, 
the murders was. So, but they were still paying for it and film. It was all filmed. And can you imagine if I'd failed any of them lie detector tests? Oh yeah, it'd be See everywhere. What? It'd be everywhere. Hey, it was a film company fucking paying for them, man. Well, and that, and you know, that's very similar to my buddy BH. Anytime there's good stuff about him, the the newspapers, the media doesn't cover it. But anytime anything negative comes up, they blow it out and they they run with that. It's that's how it is. That's how it is. It's always one sided. It's not fair and balanced. I tell listen, I've looked at his case, right? I tell you where I think it went on with Brian Harvey. I think somewhere along the line there was an undercover police operation going on. And he has been used somewhere in that little operation. And when these sort of things happen, even if the operation falls flat and nothing comes of it, nobody admits anything's went on afterwards. And I think that's what's happened with Brian somewhere along the line, yeah? That there's some sort of either police or Masonic operation going on and he's just been used as a tool in... And he's ended up getting caught up in it all. And now he's trying to prove what's went on. And there's no wheel. He's trying to prove what, what's went on. If there's been an undercover operation going on. That's what I think's happened, yeah? And every time he, he won't let go of it. So they use the fact that he smokes weed and everything else against him to all the time. It. Yeah, it's kind of like how, you know, child porn child. is being used against you. You know, it's 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 very similar in many, many respects. Um so shout out to my, my buddy BH. But yeah, I mean, going back to... Uh-huh. Let me tell you before we go any further. I have never, ever been caught with any child porn. Yeah, it's just, it's a campaign, what it sounds like, that used to discredit you. Yes. You know, anytime... And, and I've seen it uh, time and time and again in different instances where when you want to shut someone up, when you want to discredit them, you throw that label on them, and it's very, very difficult to come back, even if you're a hundred percent innocent. What you it does is it makes people take to take attention to what's getting said, cause child protection and all that. Straight away, man, doesn't matter who you are, you'd think you'd listen or you'd look into it, wouldn't you? Right. But what I'm saying, is, what I'm saying is. I had fucking TV companies paying for my lie detector test ever with that allegation. Can you imagine if I'd fucking filled it? Yeah, yeah, they w- it would have been, they would have been running with it for front page I news. Been, I would have been fucking snoogard. Yep, yep. So th- they paid for that, and you passed it, and they got quiet. No, they, listen, they weren't saying anything about that. Yeah. Nobody's saying anything. That's what I'm man. saying. Never- they they wouldn't report on it. But if you would have. If you would have uh, failed it, they would have been reporting oh, yeah. the hell out of it. That's what I'm trying they, to say. They'd be, be the same with the murders as well, though, wouldn't it? If I'd failed the murders once, wouldn't it? Yeah. What would happen if I failed them once? Yeah. Because, man, child porn, you get a fine in court. Murders, you get the rest of your life imprisonment. Can you imagine if I'd failed the murders once, too? Yeah, yeah. No question. But I've sat them and passed the tests. Um, so that just shuts everybody up. That just shuts everybody up. The only people that hop on about it is these people here who are accusing me of the murders. Nobody else accuses me of anything. Everything, if you go back to every allegation, it all goes back to the... Every, all, all roads lead to Rome. 
this cunt and his manager. Right. I haven't even started. I haven't even started yet with what the manager's done to us. We is he really find out, man. This is just one thing that they've done to me and my family. One fucking thing. They've right. done loads of things to us. Loads of fucking things. They've had people on there promoting them that I've forced them into smuggling boatloads of drugs. Um, that I've had them tortured afterwards. Um, when they had Davy Glover on, this is the worst part. When they had Davy Glover on the podcast saying Paddy Conroy's a grass season. None. Right? What I'm saying about that is them people who made that podcast, I supplied with the same paperwork I'm going to supply you with shortly. I supplied them with the same paperwork about Davy Glover 10 years ago. If they don't so they produce know. the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm saying that we know before he gets on that yeah. podcast that he's lying. And they've still allowed him to get on that podcast and make these claims when they've got copies of this exact same fucking paperwork and they've had it for 10 years. But they still allowed him to get on and promoted him and the things he's got to say about me, even though they know themselves for sure that it's fucking lies. And there's no getting away from it that, that they know it's lies, yet they still promote it. Right. I don't know how they get away with it. But I do, I do, one of them's a Freemason. He's admitted, he's just wrote his autobiography. Sean Atwood's writing a new book for him. Oh, but uh, he's, he's just wrote an autobiography there. What's the and deal he, with, and you know, we covered it at the very beginning, but you made a video on your channel where you were pissed off at Mr. Atwood. What, you know, what... Did you just have enough and you just decided to... No. The video's gone pretty viral. I mean, you've got several thousand views on it um, in just a few days. So uh, people felt it. But uh, what, what I'm seeing is what he had some of these people on as guests. Yeah. So I contacted him to try and get my side of the story in too. And he ignored us. So I started to comment on the videos to defend myself from what was being said against us. And he shadow banned us so that nobody could see me comments. <laughs> he, does that, when, he does that quite still, a bit. This is when Whaleman was still alive. I've still got copies of all the fucking comments. Yeah. I've, I've screenshot the lot I did. Um, send them to and me he, and I'll put them on, on this show as well. I'll send you the legal paperwork first though. We'll get run with it. Yes, sir. But I've got them all copied. Don't worry about that. But he just ignored us, he did. He ignored me, he wouldn't let us defend myself, he shot at Banders. But I still told him, even though he was ignoring us, what was going on between me and these people. And I also told him about the smear campaign that has been running against me since the court case, since I got them arrested over it. So I warned him. So then the manager, who I'm fighting on with, the lover boy, Gives them something to post around his Sean Atwood. Gives them something to post around his channel. And included in, in that little video was something that they've photoshopped and cut and edited as part of the smear campaign against me. Wheezy. And I warned that, I'd already warned Atwood about the smear campaign that was going on. So I got straight out in the room. I said, listen, that's been cut and edited. They photoshopped it. Get it took down. That's part of the smear campaign I've been telling you about. 
and he fucking ignored us. He fucking ignored us. The fucking rat. Fucking wouldn't even respond to us. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, that's right, aye. And then months later, he's invited us on the show. Months later, twice he's invited us. But um, there's no way I'm going on his fucking show. He's a wronging. Mm. Um, and before I'm finished, all I want Sean Apple to do is get ask, ask his fucking, ask him who give him it, the post for the full, unedited, unphotoshopped article where it was took from and post the full article. And then people will be able to see for themselves why he's cut and edited it and photoshopped it in, in the way that he has done. And it's part of a smear campaign that he's running against me. Right. Like no. they've, 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 they've chopped out all exculpatory evidence they have from the article, and they've just tried. They've made us look guilty or something. I'm that I'm not by doing this, um, and that would help them along the help them by posting that thing time and time again. That's why I fell out Atwood after I'd warned them. Right. And James done the same. I got on. James English. I didn't write the James English, but I started to comment on the on the videos because they all went on James English show as well. So I started commenting on the commenting on the videos, and I got shot a band there too. They wouldn't let us defend myself. So I thought, I two years at the same time, shot a band us, and all I was doing was defend myself. I wasn't seeing anything bad, really. Yeah. Have so you what, have what, you, have you been shadow banned from the What Is Truth podcast, Mister Conroy? No, no. Hell no. no. You're always getting hearts, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It, 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 stuff like but I didn't see it on this. So I was keeping it fucking legitimately. Yeah, yeah. It's just blocked us. It wouldn't let us defend myself. It sucks, too. You know, like, we have been in communication for several months now, and I get the sense, you know, at first, I honestly didn't know who you were, what your agenda was, you know, and... Well, not, not pick up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what was going on, so I didn't know nothing. But then as our relationship progressed, it became clear to me that your number one goal has been to clear your name uh from the from the smear campaigns, you know? That's, that's um, right, I and and while I'm doing it, I may as well clear my name for the murders as well. Right, right, yeah. That's that's the whole thing that I've been uh getting you on. If I felt that you were uh, full of shit or I didn't believe you I would not have you on my show to be honest with you but um, that's the sense that I get and you have sent me tons and tons of your evidence over uh, you have touched on the whole lie detector thing and you live you know you're you're in the country now you're at peace you if you in my this is the way I look at it if you were guilty I'm not at peace. <laughs> well, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you were guilty, in my opinion, um, you would just stay away from the limelight. You're like, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the country. I'm going to lay low. But the very fact that you have been vocal in trying to clear your name after all this, to me, speaks volumes. Weezy. Yes, I've sir. Owned this I've owned this place in the country for about since the 80s. Right. Uh, even though I've had places in the town too. Um, and I was away from the internet altogether. I hate the internet. I hate doing this public. 
But what, everything to do to me has been done public and on YouTube. And that's why I've had to come back and sort of fight on YouTube, really. Just um, get this put to rest one, once and for all this time. Right. Explain about lie detector tests. Um, would a guilty man take a lie detector test? No, no. And then... Listen, listen, let's tell you something, though. Let's tell you something. I was released from prison. I can't hear prisoner. That means that you are threat like a terrorist. Right? And that means when you hit the streets again, you are monitored 24 hours a day by the Home Office. Just but just because of the fact you are released still a cat ear prisoner. Because normally the only people that they release still cat ears terrorists, normally. They normally take them off a week or two or a month before they're released. But they kept me on, they did. Um, so, which meant everything that comes into my home through the internet and everything is monitored anyway, Weezy. Do you know what I mean? Because of who I am. Right. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even download illegal fucking music, to be honest, because I know I'm fucking monitored. Separately from the rest of the world, I'm officially monitored by the Home Office. So if anybody was to download child porn under their computer or their phone or whatever, do you think the authorities need to get a hold of your phone or your computer to prove that you've been downloading child porn like. No, they don't. They just go to the fucking server that you're using and then can check on everything you've done on the internet, man. Yeah. Every single website. Going back seven years, man. Going oh, back yeah. seven fucking years. Yeah, you can't hide that so, from that shit. You can't hide it, no, because if you if somebody phoned the police in and said, I've been accused of downloading child porn, the first thing they're going to do is going to go to the server to see if you've been going on any child porn sites and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And this is how they establish whether you're guilty or not. Right. So, all I'm saying is, I called the fucking police in. Me. Me and me missus. Me wife. Me and me wife called the police in. So, so, all I'm saying is, if I was guilty of such, such a thing, would I be the one who called the police in? And, would he have been the one getting charged and put up a court if I'd been guilty of anything? Yeah. Would he? Yeah. Nothing. So, all I'm saying to you is, when people say he's been caught with child porn, I have not been caught with any child porn whatsoever. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it, just, it's just a, uh, yeah, a tactic to discredit anything you say. Come up with any stories to say that I've been caught with any child porn. Let them crack on, because they're fucking full of shit. It's never happened. I'll tell you what did happen to Weezy, just to clear the... I've, tell, I've already explained on my website... Prior, about a year prior to me calling the police in, something did happen on my family computer in the sitting room. A piece of spam came on it one morning. Not on my laptop, on the family computer, but only me and my son used, my 10-year-old son. So when I seen it, I went straight and got my wife, showed her, she says, delete it, and I deleted it. Right? And that was it. Nobody seen it. Nobody got arrested. And it never ever become an issue. But when I called the police in for my enemy, I thought I'd better mention that just in case it's got any relevance. So it was me, myself, who mentioned a year earlier that a piece of spam had come on the computer. 
Well, let's tell you what happened, Weezy. Why I took the lie detector test over it. At that time, I was under heavy investigation for these multiple murders. And I knew for a fact I had an undercover MI5, MI6, sat in my fucking sitting room on a regular basis at this time. At that point in time, I didn't know what he was after, but I knew he was undercover, for sure. So, when this happened, I can tell you exactly why he was there now. He was there as part of his operation insight. What had happened after the Friday night murder trial? They were sent in to find who the father was the murderer. But anyway, to cut a long story short, just in case that piece of spam that came on my computer was in any way connected to him being around me at that time, I sat and took a lie detector test over it. Not because I've been arrested, not because I've been caught with it, no one other than me and my fucking wife, ex-wife, seeing that piece of spam that came on the computer, on the family computer, not a laptop, on the family computer, in the sitting room, in the living room. And what was the piece like of spam? It was illegal porn. Just happened one morning, don't know how it happened, and it got deleted straight away. And I volunteered that information to the police when I made that statement against my enemy. Right. But also, in the statement, I also pointed out the fact that I'd sat a lie detector test over it and passed the lie detector test and get the name of the lie detector test bloke. And it was just in case it was had any relevance to what they were saying. But it didn't. There's no connection whatsoever being... It's too complete, you know what I mean? Their story is just a fabricated story. And that was something what I admitted to the police myself. We once got a piece of uh, spam on the family computer. But I took a lie detector test over it. And this is why they're making such a big thing over a piece of spam now. But like I see, I've sat and passed a lie detector test over it. Lie detector plus test examiner tell us it was spam. That was his conclusion. Spam, he said, I've just done another 17 people for exactly the same thing. He says, Spam going about, and you've getting a piece of it. You've passed the lie detector test, though. Nothing to do with me. Like I say, if it had anything to do with me, when I called the police in, they would just go to the server and see if you visit fucking child porn site or if you have anything to do with child porn, wouldn't it? And then I would have been in trouble. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out where they keep raising a piece of spam. They say he's had spam, he's had spam. I had one piece of spam what I volunteered to the police, which has got nothing at all to do with what they're saying. And I volunteered that information when I called the police in, right. in case it, just in case it was relevant. But like I say. I'd already passed the lie detector test over it. Anyway, proven that it was a piece of spam. Anyway, that's what happened. Right. Now, I know you've mentioned... Well, I'm just saying their story and the piece of spam don't get mixed up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because what the story was... Listen, I've told you, nobody ever seen that wheezy. Just me and my ex-missus have got deleted. No one got arrested. No one, authorities never got involved. Never become an issue. So yeah. that has nothing to do with the story, what they've put out. 
they put out a story saying that I'd been raided by police, caught a child porn, um, I was on police bail, I blamed my son, all this shit, and it hadn't happened. None of it had happened. So all I'm saying is it's com two completely different stories. You can question them about it long route. Oh, I read you. I read you. You can find out exactly what's what regarding that story. Uh, and but anyway, to cut a long story short, I got a piece of spam. Or the family computer did. I took a lie detector test over it because I was worried in case it was connected or an operation that was going on around us. Um, I still think I might have been, to be honest. But but the lie detector bloke said no, it's just a bit of spam. Um, I've just done another 17 people a month earlier. The same thing. Um, and they've passed the test. And then I took another lie detector test for the murders. And the jury nobbling. And a few other things. Copy that. Oh, the bloke, bloke who does the lie detector test says he's, he's a top man in Europe, specially trained in dealing with paedophiles. And I'm going to be showing those... Uh... All I'm that paperwork you, on the screen as well, so... The lie detector fella who done me, he's a top man in the field for dealing with paedophiles. Who... And what's his name? Terry Mullins. Terry Mullins, okay. He's head of the British Lie Detector Association. He's the chairman. Copy that. I spoke to him already about, what, about the lie detector tests and he's making a part of the show. Uh, Mr. Uh, Decker, Decker Hagen, yeah. you said? Okay. So we are coming up on an hour. I want to continue this, uh, continue your story, you know, on my show. I know you did one with Decker. Uh, it's coming out tonight, Sunday. So link will be, link to that show will be on the description. And then you've got another part two with Decker next week, right? Or when is it coming out? Yeah. We, we, we haven't filmed it yet for part two, but we're going to start filming straight away. Yeah. It'll be soon. So I would think, I would think um, that this is going to go on all year, to be honest, because I'm going to do a job. The next job I'm going to do is going to be on the manager, like I've said, on everything he's put me through. And then I'm going to go and show Decca where I think one of the bodies is buried, what I'm getting the blame for. Right. Hey, that'll get, hey, Weezy. Yes, sir. That'll get some, that'll get some live views, won't it? Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. No, I want to continue, man. I, you're, uh, so I, before we started recording, I asked you to try to keep it simple for those that only have a couple of snippets of your story or maybe never even heard of your story so we're trying to introduce them and then when we do our part two our part two uh people will have a little bit more background and we can continue on from there yes sir but so, uh, listen, I've got loads and loads I haven't even touched on some of the oh, things. Oh, yeah, no, tell. there's so much more, so much more. And so I, I just wanted to do this kind of as an introduction into Mr. Patty Conroy, you know. Um, and we, we're going to dig deeper as we go along. This is just an introduction. This isn't the last, you know, first and last. No, this is going to be one of many, hopefully. And I just wanted to start off, you know, a little 
like I said, just a little warm up for those that may only know a little bit of your story or maybe have never even heard of your story. So we're trying to introduce them uh, little by little, you know. Well, it's, I'm presently being accused of being a serial killer. I have been for many fucking years. And you'll, you'll see that yourself, Wheezy, as we're going along. Uh, you'll pick up on it. You'll see how serious it is. Because a lot of it's suppressed. A lot of the stuff that's going on is suppressed. A lot of the murders on in the public domain. Just a number. Some of them are. Mm. Um, oh, it's tons of murders, Wheezy. Fucking not just the ones I've mentioned. Um, I've only been interviewed, spoke to the police. They keep calling me a fucking grass, you know, these enemies. I've never spoke to the police about them and any murders in my entire life. So if I was going to talk to the police about my enemies, I would have at least spoke to them about the murders that they're accusing me of, wouldn't I? But yeah. I haven't. Not ever. I've only been interviewed about one murder in my entire life. I think only one. And that was the murder of Peter Gowland. And I got interviewed about that murder three months before I was released from prison. I was lying in solitary confinement in Long Lawton. Um, I'd been there about three or four months and I had three months left to go. Um, and when the cops come to visit us and interviewed us about that murder, started accusing me of having it done while I was in prison. Um, and that's the only murder I've been interviewed and spoke to the police about in my entire life. And that's not one of the murders that they're accusing me of. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's other murders, all other murders. It's not one of them that they're accusing me of committing. Um, I don't know why the police think I've committed that murder. But um, that's the only murder that I've ever, ever spoken to the police about in my entire life. And I only spoke to them about that because um, I was lying in fucking solitary. I had three months left to go and it changed the rules in the prison where if you don't see the police for what they want to speak to you about, you can lose time now. Where before that, if you didn't speak to the police, you just tell them to fuck off. They couldn't do a thing about it. But they just changed the rules. I've just been telling them, they just changed the rules where if you don't fucking go and see them and see what they want to speak to you about, that the governor can take time off you. So that was the first time I've sat down with them and was prepared to be interviewed about a murder. Yeah. And that's how... That's how it come about, me getting interviewed about that murder. It was only because I was worried in case I lost time. Because otherwise I wouldn't even have took that interview. I would just tell my fuck off. <laughs> Mr. Patty but, Conroy. When I got extradited from Spain, I was getting army escorts instead of police. I'm the only man in England that's ever had an army escort, I think. God damn. I, well, I, saw, I saw a I video on your channel where... The crowds were, you know, rooting for Mr. Conroy, Patty, Patty, you know, uh, people on the streets. And, uh, yeah, man, you're, you're pretty well known. You're, you know, and, you know, you, you, you have people that love you and then you have people that the enemy. don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Listen, man, see them enemies. They're from, they're from my area, man. I used yeah. to stop them selling our drugs and things like that and. Right. I had few fights with him. I'm going to explain all this on Deck of Heggie's show. Yeah. And I had fights with him over different things. And um, and they think, they think they're the local mobsters. 
and they think everybody's got to do as they say. Um, and that's the sort of attitude they've got, Wheezy. Yeah. Anyone who knows them will tell you. So I've I've had to deal with them, with them drinking in my pubs and living in my streets, and I've had to grow up with these cunts. So I, nobody knows them better than fucking me. So I've had loads of run-ins with them, loads, over the years. Yeah, loads of run-ins with them. Um, and the last run-in I had with these cunts, they wanted to shake hands after I'd went down to their place in the town centre hostel and I beat one or two of them up. I took my brother with us, my little brother with us. And they wanted to shake hands and be friends. And I didn't want to, to be honest. Yeah. But because we're from the same area and we all have people that know each other and all our family all married into each other and it's a bit of that guns on here as well, uh, Wheezy, which makes it a lot harder for everyone because of that situation. So right. I didn't want to shake hands with the cunts because I fucking buttons. Yeah. But I couldn't shake hands with them on one condition, that they would stop selling heroin, run the streets, and they would help me also stop crack cocaine coming to Newcastle, full stop. Because it wasn't actually, even though one of people used to get it in free base at themselves, nobody actually sold it. There wasn't any crack cocaine dealers around. And my plan was to stop it coming here and doing our city what we've done I've already seen data all the other cities run the country all the major cities and I, I, I agreed to shake hands with them on condition that they joined that campaign with me to stop the crack cocaine full stop because I thought who better me and them nobody you know I, 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 it would have it would have worked too so they were shook hands and agreed well they were full of fucking shit man they were full of shit they were just kidding us um, I find out a while later that they, they've broke broke the promises and that, and they weren't agreeing to any. You know what I mean? What they agreed to, they, they were just shitting on us. So um, I bumped into Viv Graham in the town town centre. When I got me that, um, and I had a few run-ins with Viv as well. I had over the years, but Viv used to listen to me when I seen Viv and I spoke to him. He used to listen to me. So I bumped into Viv, and Viv says to me, Paddy, oh, they're coming in me club, I can't get in the mood today and this, today and that. They're saying this, the way you, it's because I shook hands with them. And Viv was a bit worried. He wasn't worried about them on that one, but he was worried about me. So so when he told us that, I told him then, then get the cunts out, throw them fucking out and keep the cunts fucking out. Because I'm unhappy with them because they've broken that deal that we had. Even though I haven't seen them yet, I know that they're broken and I'm unhappy with them. And that's why I tell Viv to throw them out the fucking club. And he did. Two weeks later, they came in his club again, working themselves, taking the piss. But this time, he just attacked them. Right. <laughs> Stephen ran away. Stephen ran away. The other one got beat up. I heard he got <laughs> his jaw fractured. But listen, no, it was that weekend, in fact. It wasn't two weeks later, it was that weekend. It was two weeks after that he got shot. Hmm. And they're blaming me for his murder. Damn. And my mate Bullock's the alibi witness for Glover. Glover's admitted doing the murder, but he's admitted doing it with the Shazis. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's complicated, isn't it? No, it's, but a, I've it's a sticky situation all around. 
That's just one murder, man. There's loads of murders. That's just one. God damn. Um, well, I just mentioned in that one because that's like UK's most infamous unsolved murder at the minute. Well, we'll get we'll get into it as we go deeper into the episodes. This is going to be episode one of the Pat, Patty Conroy story, just an introduction. So, everyone, uh, please subscribe to Mr. Patty's uh, YouTube channel. All that stuff will be in the description. Please subscribe to my channel, the What Is Truth podcast. So we, you know, if you guys are interested in following the story, this is one of many. I'm sure to come. Uh, Mr. Patty Conroy, thank you so much. Do you are you on any other platforms aside from uh, YouTube? I've just come onto YouTube to deal with this, okay. and then I'll be going back to the allotment. But let's tell you before I go, I've done loads of years in the maximum security prisons, um, so I know everybody. Who's anybody? I've come across them. And when you listen to his podcast, The Enemies, he keeps going on about Shipman, Harold Shipman. I've, I used to speak to Harold Shipman when I was in Strangers. Uh, he goes on about Bob Mosley, the one that the newspapers call Hannibal the Cannibal. Bob Mosley's a very good friend of mine. He's as good as gold and never ever take any notice of that title. If people believe me, believe me, Bob is a really good person. That's the one to call Hannibal the Cannibal. Um, and I've met everyone else throughout the system. I used to sit and get drunk with serial killers on the lifer's wing most nights. Um, I used to have Donald Nielsen next door to us, the Black Panther, he lived next door to us at one stage. So I've met them all, all these uh, notorious killers and that, you know what I mean, Wheezy? Right. Long route. Um, I you, didn't apply my people. Your story is definitely time. fascinating, and, you know, that's why... You know, I, I want to thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, I'm sure many will find it fascinating, and we're gonna go deeper, like I've been saying. So, a lot over the months we will, because this is gonna go on over the next twelve months, Weezy. Yeah, yeah, no, no question about it. There's so much, so much to unpack. You, and this was only a little bit over over an hour, and we're not even scratching the surface yet. We're gonna go deeper and deeper as as you know we do more of these. If, yes, any the, if any of the lunatics get on here, but any of the shite, I've never been arrested or caught with any child porn in my entire life. And as for getting a piece of spam on my computer, I took a, I took a voluntary lie detector test over it and passed. There you so, go. I'm just That's the end of the matter. What, can, what more can I do? What more can I fucking do? But like I say... That piece of spam was just something I volunteered. I didn't have to. And it's got nothing to do with what they were saying. I want you to understand that when you start questioning them along route about what went on here, that has got nothing to do with what they were saying. But now they're moving away from what they were originally saying and trying to concentrate. Ah, he got a piece of spam on his computer. Yeah, but they're not telling people that he took a lie detector test over it too. Because it mentions that in the police statement, too. Yes, sir. Understand? Yeah. That's it. Nobody's ever been caught with anything. Nobody's ever seen anything. And the only people I know about it is me and my ex-wife. And if it wasn't for me volunteering, what I'm seeing here, no... But, like I say, 
I've took a lie detector test over that. Not only that, everything fucking else as well. And I've passed the lie detector tests. So we can see what they're fucking like. Um, but just point that out. If anybody gets on to you, I haven't been caught anything. Not ever. Never been arrested for sexual offence of any kind in my entire life. They admitted this in court when they put Ciaz up at court. I'll send you the newspaper article along with an email after this new after this after this um, telephone conversation with the confession to the murder and a few more things. So I want you to read them this time, right, Wheezy? Yes, sir. And read the newspaper article. Yes, sir. I will. And, and they there. and they will be posted on the on the video as well, so for everyone to see. This will go on over twelve months. I'll give you loads of stuff to post. I will. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna do that. And that's what you need to start doing to liven your show up. Stop posting bits of this and bits of that instead of just talking. Right. Right. I think anyway, because you because you you do a good show, you just need to put it together a bit better. Yes, sir. I will do that. <laughs> you've got you've got a few ones. You just need to get our attention now. Yeah, we'll, we're going to put this as a premiere coming out on Monday. And so we'll see what kind of reaction we get. And we will keep on going, no question. <laughs> All right, Mr. Patty Conroy, it was a pleasure. And this will be definitely to be continued. Hey, brother, we'll do this over the next 12 months because that's how long it's going to take. Yes, sir. 100%. When I, when I do do this with Decca when we're going to um, point out where I reckon one of the bodies is, I'll make sure you're part of it that night, right? Awesome, yeah. We will definitely cover that 100%. For sure. Hey, fucking every cunt will be tuning for that one, Weezy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We'll do it 100%. Weezy, trust me on this. I've, I've just worked it out like Columbo, right? But I, because I've been blamed for that murder, not only being blamed for that murder, I believe I've been fitted up with that murder as well by the murderers. And because they've been fitting me up with that murder, I can work out where that body's buried. Mm. I'm fucking telling you. All right, y'all. You guys heard it. If you guys are into true crime, here we go. Let's get our... This one, Invest, this one. Investigators out there, and anyone with wanting to volunteer this any one. clues or tips, feel free to email us, and yeah. uh, and we'll get all that information compiled. This one's going to blow the roof off YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I bet, man. My man, I hope you have a great bank holiday. You guys have a holiday, and, and we do that. We do as well over here. It'd be better talking to you again next time when I'm more relaxed, but it's been great talking to you. Yes, sir. And, uh, we'll use this as an introduction and a, a, a promo for my second, um, yes. second um, podcast with Decca. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I will and plug I'll, all Mr. Decca's information in the description as well. And I'll keep you on board all the way along the along route, right? Yes, sir. 100%. So that'll do. And just if you just keep, in, keep monitoring what's going on with Decca as well. It'll keep you on board with what where we're at. I will do that. I will do that. No question. So I, I will. I'm gonna hit that subscribe button right now as we speak. So I will be on top of the loop. And I'm already subscribed to your channel. So everyone else, Mister, 
Uh, Patty Conroy has his channel as well, so make sure you subscribe to that as well, everyone. 